This is a podcast from Minute Media. Welcome to Jab Cross Hook, a fan-sided fight show with your hosts, Ian McMillan, Amy Kaplan, and Reed Wallach. It is Jab Cross Hook. It is myself. It is Amy Kaplan. It's Reed Wallach. Uh, getting off to a little bit of a hot start in today's show. Uh, UFC 275 recap. We are also going to be talking about this week's UFC Austin uh, card, and we're going to be doing our bet draft with that. We will have a guest on for that. It's been a while since we've had a, a guest on for the draft. Um, but first, let's do a little recap, and we are going to have a PFL fighter on uh, Rob Wilkinson to talk uh, his his fight this weekend. Uh, so jam-packed show once again. Once again, I think it's the first time we've had two guests in one show, possibly. So that's pretty exciting. One time before, maybe one. You're right. I think maybe yeah. one other time before. But you are right there at uh, PFL Media Day. It looks like boots um, on the ground. Yeah, I'm like, where am boots I? Boots on the ground at PFL. That's so weird. Uh, trying to point to. <laughs> since you're right there, I'm assuming uh, you are. You don't have a drink. No, no drink. I actually tried to find one, but there is no drink on this floor, so there will be no drink. I don't even have water. Oh, nothing. This Reed? might be my this might be my lucky charm. Then maybe I should just go with Could no be. drink. Could be. Yeah. We'll speaking see. of speaking of lucky charms, another losing uh, draft for me. Real cold treat. So Tough. no, I'm like this is like I keep saying like it gets worse and worse for me. So we stick with the fridge. I don't deserve any victory wine, champagne, nothing special from the bodega. So we stick with the Bud Light in the fridge, and also we have to kill it because it's been sitting in the fridge for too long. Uh, so thank you to the roommates for letting me take some more beer, and I'll stick with my cheap beer because I I'm a loser right now. I got to get back off the schneid. You would not have that problem if if I was one of your roommates because the beer lasts maximum 48 <laughs> hours uh, in the apartment that I'm living in. Um, I had a beer actually because my vacation starts tomorrow night, so I was going to have a little vacation beer. But um, I realized right before the show that I won again. I'm like. I'm on fire in these UFC drafts. So because of that, I had to quickly go pour myself victory wine. I've got to keep the tradition alive. I will sip this a little bit. Oh, I don't even big like sip. white big wine. Sip. That was a big sip. So that's the only thing that's here. And then afterwards, I got a little Samuel Adams. So my vacation is getting off to a hot start here. <laughs> Uh, so there you have it. Where do, where do we want to go next? Do we want to talk UFC 275? Do we want to talk uh, PFL? Where do you want to go? I mean, I feel like I should talk about PFL since I'm here. Let's do it. Awesome. Okay, so PFL, obviously, media day today. We've got lightweights, light heavyweights. It is the semi round. Yeah, I don't know what you – not the playoffs, not quite there. Um, yeah, it's a good card. I mean, you've got Clay Collard and Alex Martinez as the main event, which if you guys remember, Clay Collard is – kind of a killer and he's one of those guys i think feel like is not getting the shine he deserves so um just that main event is worth tuning in for in my opinion lots of good fights and that is on friday night correct friday night espn amy just because i think pfl is a little less covered than the other ones of course obviously it's on espn though and i think it's an emerging one of these mma um you know circuits and it's kind of a feeding ground for the ufc could you maybe give some more insight into the playoffs and this tournament style? And I know we're going to talk to Robin a little bit. He has a fight coming up this weekend, but maybe give a little yeah. bit more insight to the viewers that aren't as familiar with PFL and what they're missing. Yeah. So PFL is really fun because you, in the beginning of the season, you know exactly who's in the tournament. They fight each other and they get a couple chances to fight different fights. So you're not, you're not like out if you lose one and then it's points. So it let's, let's say you get a finish in the first round. I think it's six points. If you get a decision, it's three points. If you miss weight, you get deducted points. So there's a lot of like fun ways to to get points and to have well, not fun to take it away. But you know what I mean? There's like it's it it feels like everything has a reason. And and it's I like that you can lose a fight and you're not out of it completely because everybody has a has a bad night, you know. It's so um it's it's exciting and it really gives people a chance to pick somebody in the beginning and kind of root for them throughout. You know, it's not, there's not so many names that you're, you know, with the UFC, there's like what 500 fighters. You can't possibly know them all, but PFL, you've got, I don't know, like 30 to, to watch the whole, the whole year. So yeah. I don't know. I like the format. It's a really cool, interesting format. I agree. 
uh, outside of uh, obviously Rob Wilkinson's fight and the fight that you you brought up a couple minutes ago. Any other fights at PFL this weekend that we should keep an eye on? Oh my gosh, so many. So I have the fight card here. Um, oh gosh. Oh, I don't know which one do I? Okay. Well, obviously Jeremy Stevens and Miles Price. Like Jeremy Ooh. Stevens is again. Everyone like, knows Jeremy Stevens. Yeah, yeah. you got to watch For Jeremy. Sure. It's kind of crazy because this guy, Miles Price, his first fight was Anthony Pettis. Second fight is going to be Jeremy Stevens, which is like the hardest two fights of yeah. the tournament. And he's just like happy to be here. I don't know. It's fun. And so it's like, it's nice to see. Um, this is going to sound weird, but it's nice to see fighters like Anthony Pettis come in and lose because it shows that there's talent outside of the UFC, really, really good talent. And Clay Collard to me is one of those guys that I think could be the face of PFL. And he's kind of the, I know I already spoke about him a little bit, but he's the guy to keep an eye on. But every, I mean, there's former champions. There's um, uh, Antonio Carlos Jr. who, potentially could be another champion this season. That's another thing that's cool is you become a champion at the end of the season. And then the next season you start from scratch again. You're not the champion anymore. You have your, your belt from that, from that year, but it's anybody's game. And so it's really exciting to see how many times you could win, win the title and have to do it again. So it's kind of a cool, unique experience. My, yeah, it's uh, kind of more built like uh, other professional sports are, as opposed where like UFC is kind of t- takes the boxing model. PFL tries to a little bit more take a model from that's a little bit closer to other professional sports. Yeah, uh, I, and that's an interesting. I, I love the tournament idea. I wish yeah. that the betting more. You know, obviously, I'm thinking about the betting side of it, but like bet it like the NCAA tournament. Like, get on a fighter, ride him all the way to the title. Yeah, and they also. Um, they were do. I don't know if they've done it yet. I don't think they did it yet, but they were talking about doing a combine where all these athletes could come. I mean, they were talking about having NFL athletes, NBA athletes come and try and see what they could do as far as MMA goes, and then maybe sign them for the tournament. And then they also had a challenger series to start the tournament where sort of like the contender series um, at the end of the night, they picked somebody to be able to, to go into the tournament. So it was really, it's kind of fun each, each year they kind of get something new and, and build on it. Now we, uh, we are going to talk a little more PFL when when Rob Wilkinson joins us, but uh, let's talk a little UFC. Let's recap last weekend's card really quick. Let's start off in in the the obvious starting point, uh, which is the main event: uh, Glover and Yuri. It's obviously one of the better fights uh, that we've seen. Fight of the year, possibly, or even Reed is calling it one of the best fights of all time. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that, but make your case. Okay, I am not necessarily, first of all, there's been 275 UFC pay-per-views. There's been countless UFC fight nights. When I'm talking, I'll, I'll dumb it down, I guess, a little bit more. Like, best light heavyweight title fight ever, I think that is for sure. What, you think, like, Gustafsson versus uh, John Jones? No, I think yes. it was better than that one, but I think uh, Forrest Griffin and, and uh, you know who I'm talking about. Stephen my time. What? Oh, that's well, Stefan Bonner, the, Forrest the, Griffin, the, the, the first you. ultimate that, fighter finale. Yeah, that's Reed, yeah, that's that, that's the fight that kicked off the sport. You got to go back. And watch yeah, that. yeah. Okay, but to watch that fight, first of all, every round was had at least four or five momentum swings. I the fight was up in the. I, I think Glover was winning, and we could get into that after. But in terms of just a fight that had so many swings with the stakes that high, and for. Not only Glover to look that good at 42, but for Yuri, who was questioned all weekend in this lead-up in his camp, can he grapple with Glover? I didn't think he could. He looked great on the ground. I know he was, like, down now, but he was getting out of positions. He was getting top control, and obviously he ended up winning by submission, which if you if you had Yuri to win by submission in round five, stop betting. Just like that is it. It doesn't get better than that. You're, you're done. Yeah. But to me – in terms, I guess maybe I'm getting my UFC historians on me that say it's not. I think it's up there for one of the best fights I've ever seen. Nonstop action, momentum swings left and right. Each round had each fighter had their own moments. Nonstop action. I thought it was amazing. I'll, I think without a doubt, I know it's only June or halfway through the year, but fight of the year, no question. This is a that was an absolute banger. It was sick. The entire fight, round by round. Really quick, Reed, I just want to say, because you said if you had, you know, Yuri by submission in round five, did you see what the odds were for that? It had to have been over 100 to 1. So Adam Martin tweeted this out. I just searched it while you were talking. 
Uh, Geary to win my fifth round submission was 200 to one. So I, if you bet no $1 people. on that to happen, you would have walked away with a $200 profit. Not, not, not a bad little bet if anyone out there did that. I like, I was shocked that that's how it ended, but I truly think that was one of the best fights I've ever seen. I thought it was, it was a very insane. good fight. I, I don't want to take away from the fight. It was a very, very, very good fight. It was, it also wasn't like crazy in terms of like chaotic. It was like a well fought fight. If you know what I'm trying to say, like, it wasn't like sloppy and all over the place. And these guys were kind of just like throwing their hands everywhere. Like it was a technically sound high level UFC fight. Maybe a part of it for me is that, that, that I, the storyline of the fight didn't intrigue me as much as the past fights sure. have. And, may, and maybe that takes away. I mean, obviously Glover is a great story years, years, a young and up and coming fighter, but maybe this speaks more to the UFC's job in marketing these big fights. But um, I just that. didn't care as much as I have in other past big fights uh, and maybe that's kind of swaying my opinion a little bit. That's fair. Anyway, what do you think? I mean, I think it was a great fight. I wouldn't give it fight of the year. I think it's close. I think I would get still give Gilbert Burns versus uh, Kamsat Chemaev fight uh, of the year. Um, nah. I'm still so, I'm so on this one. <laughs> but I wouldn't be – I would not be upset if it was named fight of the year. You know, like I think it was a great fight for sure. I think maybe I'm just bitter because it didn't end the way I wanted it to. So maybe that's why I'm like, no, you know, I've got some bitterness there. Great fight. I was so shocked because also when we were watching, like the camera wasn't, it was like had like that inside the cage look. So you couldn't really see what was going on. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden you hear John Anico, like it's over. He tapped or something. So like the view wasn't so great of the submissions. It happened so quickly. And someone got like the screen grab of, like Glover on top of Yuri with like 75 seconds left, just ground and pounding. And then like 60 seconds later, Yuri's on top of Glover, like tapping him out. Like the swings of that fight were crazy. I was sitting there watching, could not believe what was going on. Did so, you yeah. think you guys were all going to lose the draft? Because imagine if I had, if Glover had won. Oh yeah. You would have won the draft. I would have won. I, so we both lost. I saw the scorecards after the fight. I thought, I mean, obviously 30 seconds could change the fight, but I thought Glover was, he was going to win that fight if he avoided getting finished. I thought he, I thought he had. Did they release the scorecards? I didn't see them. Yeah, I have them. Yeah. If you want to read them off, Amy, I could kind of talk while you're. Yeah. So I have um, Glover here. You know what? Let me see if I can send it to uh, our producers and see if they can get it up on the. Yeah. But I thought Glover had that fight and he Kind of, I don't want to say sloppy is the right word, but he was in some really advantageous positions and he put himself into trouble with kind of some sloppy technique, in my opinion. I mean, credit to Yuri for showing up to the fight, but I thought Glover made life more difficult for himself at times. Yeah, there was one time specifically, I don't know, is either the fourth or fifth round, he had Yuri on the ropes and then he went for a guillotine, which is oh, yeah, that was ridiculous. an unbelievable I, move. I think like, it might have been especially the that late in the round. fight. Because, like, both of you are so, like, sweaty to pull guard into guillotine. Like, with how sweaty you two are, it's going to be almost impossible to pull off. Here are the scorecards. Obviously, we don't have the scores for round five. Um, So, one judge had Glover 39-37. The other had – so, it actually would have come down, actually, that the final round would have been important. Mm -hmm. Because then another judge had it tied. Uh, So, if Yuri would have – like, if the judges would have gave Yuri the last round, uh, he would have won the fight based on – no, it would have been a draw. No. Yeah, it would have been draw. No, it would have been. That, oh yeah, yeah, because yeah, one guy gave Yuri a ten eight in the third yeah, round, so it would have been a draw. Wow, fascinating. We almost yeah, saw a draw. That ten eight is that's wrong. Like, come on. I don't know. That was a ten eight. What? I didn't think any round was a ten eight. I know. I remember. Like Yuri, obviously, they kind of dominated. Glover was in trouble. Like ten eight in a championship round. Like, give me a break. Come on. Imagine though if it had been a draw. Like I almost would have felt better if it being being a draw. Like I would have been like, okay, I get it. You got, but they got to run that back. Be a rematch. Yeah, that's. Well, I mean, that's the thing. Like, what do you do? Because Glover only has so many fights left in his body and in his contract. So it makes sense to give him the rematch, especially after a fight like that. I just don't want to see him fight anybody else in his last fight. I agree. I also you look like. I know Yuri got like some really big shots on him. Like I thought Glover held up great. Like I thought he looked awesome. I know he said he was exhausted after the fight, rightfully so. You know, twenty five, basically twenty five minutes like that. But I thought he looked great. 
like even though he lost the fight, like still a good bet. I had Glover also. Like I lost, obviously. Whoop de do, but I thought that fight was much more of a coin flip than Yuri being a minus two hundred favorite. If they fought again, I think the odds maybe Yuri's slight favorite, maybe even Glover favorite, like probably like minus one ten each way, honestly. Um, yeah. yeah. Do you want to move on to the co-main event because that was obviously an interesting storyline as well. Uh, mm. Valentina Shevchenko did get the win, but it did not come without uh, controversy. Uh, Santos broke her orbital, bo uh, orbital bone. Shevchenko got the decision. A lot of people thought that it was a the wrong decision. It is worth noting, though, that uh, uh, she defended her title for the seventh time, which broke Ronda Rosie's record. Um, so it was a big win for her. Thoughts on this fight? I thought it was a close fight. I didn't think it was a robbery, as some people are calling it. I, I thought it was a close fight. I thought you could have gave Shevchenko the first couple rounds. I'm fine with the decision. Uh, I think it probably was the wrong one, but it wasn't bad enough where I'm, you know, pissed off about it. Yeah, definitely not a robbery in any sense of the word, for sure. I think that the reason why I think people are upset is because of that headbutt and because that really changed the trajectory yeah. of the fight, or at least it appeared that that's what changed the tra trajectory of the fight. Um, and I gave Santos all three, the first three rounds. Okay. Um, so I definitely think that Santos won that fight, but again, it's so close. I don't, I don't wouldn't call it a robbery i also want to see that run back i mean it yeah, has to because like who like who else is gonna challenge right, that division? Nobody so else. like it's yeah that's obviously gonna i would think be be going going back for a second round yeah I, I didn't have like a super strong opinion on this one like santos probably should have won and like it sucks that like we kind of like reside to this but again i'm kind of like you you have to like definitively beat the champ to win that fight, especially a fight that close with the margins like that. So I don't yeah. know if I agree with that though. That's the thing that gets brought up all the time, but like, that's not in the rule book. No, I'm, I'm not saying like, I think Santos probably should have won that fight, but like, I could see how the judges see it that way. Again, it's right. not like fair, but like, that's how I see it. So like, if you're not going to win definitively, I don't like, I don't feel like, oh, uh, like you lost, you know, like, like, right. I remember like that Robert Whitaker fight from earlier this year against Izzy. Like, yeah, like he probably should have won, but like, did he really do enough to win the title? You know, I just like, I, it's, I didn't leave that fight going like, ah, oh, Santos probably should have, like Santos got robbed. Like, eh, like, yeah, it is what it is. Right. Wasn't like it a is, crazy decision. It is interesting though. Cause I, I was just trying to think, and I remembered that uh, uh, the Rose fight did not Rose against Carla where a lot of people were saying you got to beat the champ to beat the champ. wasn't the case in that fight. Well, or like the champ just literally does nothing but stands in the <laughs> I guess a, a little bit of a different situation <laughs> in that fight where there's literally you at least prove you're the champ. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yes. Um, all right. And then the other big fight was obviously a Weilei Zhang uh, knocking out Yona Yunjacek. Yona Yunjacek claims that she has retired. Um, she wants to move on. She wants to have a family. I think she's like in her mid thirties now. So I guess now would be the time to do it. Uh, I am always kind of skeptical because I, I joke about this all the time. UFC fighters, it feels like they retire like at least five times before they're actually done for good. But, um, she, yeah, it seems like she might be done. That's obviously very sad. I talked about it on the show last week, even though I picked against Ioana and love Ioana. Uh, I think she was a trailblazer for women's MMA. One of my favorite fighters of all time. Sad to see her go out that way, but that's, Pretty rare it does a UFC career, you know, finish on top. So, um, and also props to Wayley. That was a, an unbelievable knockout. Any thoughts on that fight? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Shout out me for kind of like thinking like, hey, if she loses, like, is she done? Like I, I brought that up last week. I was, and then she retired. I was like, oh, guess yeah. I, I guess I, <laughs> yeah, what, what a thought there. But no, I mean, wild knockout. So yeah. I don't think she's done though. I you think she's going to have maybe. a baby and I think she's going to realize she can come back. I think she's going to do something kind of like what Misha did where she kind of gets her life that, yeah. order, figures things out, and then she's going to come back. Yeah. Perfect comparison. Cause I, when you were talking, that was exactly what I was thinking of was Misha Tate who retired for a number of years. Now I will say Joanna's 34. How old is Misha Tate? She's old. She, she's 35 so like she's only oh, a year older than Joanna, and she did this a, a few years ago when she retired so it is kind of late in Joanna's life to now take off like she'll she'll be like 36 37 by the time she comes back not impossible not saying she won't uh but i would point that out as being one slight difference um 
than Misha. Misha kind of burst onto like the public eye in, in mixed martial arts earlier in her life than Ioana did. Obviously, Ioana was big over in Poland, but uh, she was kind of what late twenties by the time she came over to the UFC. So a little bit of a different situation. But I would agree. I like I said, I think UFC fighters like retire like three to five times before they actually retire. This is retirement number one for Ioana. Yeah. Yeah, and what about Zhang now getting a probably title fight against Carla Esparza? Yes, you have to. Yeah, to I agree with it. And Carla should plan her funeral now because you think so? Oh, Amy Gablin with the hot take. It's gonna be bleak. <laughs> oh, I can I guarantee you, Weili Zhang will not just, you know, dance around the cage for twenty-five minutes. Yeah, I guarantee so she will. Carla be definitely hopes she does. Throwing punches. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Carla's um, like, I know my perfect game plan. Yeah, slow this fight down. <laughs> just push it against the cage. That weight class could just be like a like a just a like a rotating door of champions. Mm-hmm. Like Wei Lei could get, win the title, and then Rose comes back and beats her, and then yeah. Carla beats Rose again, and it just keeps going around and around. Um, any other UFC two seventy five thoughts? Just that I think it was a card that even I was like eh about it, and it turned out to be I think probably I would give it fight card of the year so far. Um, it was like sneaky good. Like, really, really good. Yeah, I definitely think it outdid its expectations. Yeah. I want to look back now at the pay-per-views from this year and say. Yeah, I mean, the main card, had four of the five fights were uh, on the main card were finishes. Three knockouts and a submission. Uh, two knockouts in the prelims. Um, wasn't a very big card. It was a pretty uh, slim card for being a pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Only six prelim fights and five uh, main card fights. So, um yeah, I, I mean, UFC obviously London. I enjoyed it. I, I won the draft, so I was pretty happy with it. Yeah, UFC London when I th- it would be like I think my next like those two so far are at my top. For yeah, the, just doing a quick scroll through like the fight cards, at least from a pay per view perspective, this is probably the the fight card of the year so far. Yeah, I think compared to all the other pay per views, I think so. And the next big uh, pay-per-view coming up, UFC 276 uh, at the start of July, Israel Adesanya against Jared Cannonier and Alex Van- Alexander Volkanovsky and Max Holloway fighting again. Uh, so that will be a very good card as well. Uh, Misha Tate on that card as well. Sean O'Malley's on that card. Robbie Lawler coming back to fight on that card against Brian Barberina. Uh, Uriah Hall on that card. Brad Tavares on that card. That's a that's a stack card coming up at the start of July, mm-hmm. which the UFC usually does. Is they yeah. like to stack that Fourth of July weekend card. So international, uh, obviously, fight, baby. Yes, obviously, getting in front of myself here a little bit, but I was just looking forward to seeing uh, what the next big pay per view was. That should be a good one. Um, no, Rob Wilkinson so far. We'll hang on to see if he joins us. Uh, obviously, it is his fight week. He's in the middle of the weight cut. Would not blame him uh, if he ends up being too busy. Uh, which who was it a few weeks ago who ended up being too busy? Had a similar situation. It's a, always yeah. more forgiving for fighters on fight week. And I mean, don't forget with PFL being uh, Friday night as opposed to if we were interviewing a UFC fighter where they take place on Saturday. Like this is even closer to his fight than you know. Yeah, he's weighing in at like fans. what like. 12 hours or something right. yeah i was surprised that he was down to do it so yeah, yeah. so if he joins us that'll be great uh if not um we'll just keep on going with the show um any other thoughts because i guess right now is when we are jumping to the to the interview with rob wilkinson but we still got to get to the draft should we just jump into the draft is there anything else um i did see who retired today i saw someone retired today was it zabit yes yeah he's going to medical school to be a doctor yes. yeah I think that's admirable. Very admirable. Also, a lot fewer punches to the face. Yeah. They don't. I would they don't punch in the face in medical school. In medical school, I don't know. Imagine <laughs> though. Imagine so. like you're a UFC fan and you just like happen to go to the ER for something, and then he comes out and he's like, "I'm gonna cast your broken leg," and you're just like, <laughs> "Like that's." I don't know. I think that's cool. Did you also think- see who? Did you see who was cut today? Yeah. No. Our our. Uh, Crazy fan, fan, oh, favorite, fan favorite Askar Morozov did uh did not make it through the UFC roster purge. Poor what a career that is interesting. <laughs> what a storied UFC career. Uh all that faking, lying, fraudulent, all for first round finish and then getting cut. <laughs> and ironically, he was supposed to fight in the PFL as well, and he did not make it to the his fight for the PFL. So I would say they're not I would like say, oh, here either. 
outside of like regional circuit in Eastern Europe, I would say his MMA career is pretty much done. I bet BKFC picks him up. We were talking about that earlier, though. Yep, that's a good call. Oh, speaking of BKFC, Michael Venom Page versus Mike Perry. They just announced that. What's that? Is Bellator just allowing Venom yes. Page fighting in that? Yeah. It's, it but, I mean, it's because they know he's going to kill Mike Perry. I mean, it's easy payday for MVP. Yeah, but still, the thing with bare knuckle fighting, though, is, like, you could – it's a lot easier to get hurt. Like, you could break hands pretty quick. Yeah. It's a risky move. Bellator must have a plan. I, I can't imagine – or or they don't have a plan and they're stalling. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> so – um, I did. I did have one final comment about Zabit because obviously it is good for it. Like I'm happy for him. He's going to medical school. Obviously, it's he's you know gonna have a great career and make a lot of money doing that. But that will go down as one of the biggest what ifs in UFC history. It's, it's selfishly I'm upset that I don't get to see him play with his career because he was undefeated in the UFC, 18 and one overall record. Beat Calvin Cater in his last fight. Beat Jeremy Stevens before that. Like this is a guy who was on a you know a path to a UFC title possibly being one of the better fighters in his weight class of all time. Uh, and now he's done. So once again, I'm happy for him. I mean, it seems like the right and smart decision. Probably I'm just selfishly, uh, that will go down for the rest of, in my opinion, the history of the sport is one of the biggest what ifs. Yeah. I just had to say that because it's not like he was just an average fighter. who was just, you know, win a couple, lose a couple. This is a guy who is probably in all likelihood going to win the belt. So. He was 18 and one, I think I right? Something like yeah, that. Yeah, 18 and one overall. Yes, yeah, six and zero in the UFC. Yeah, I mean, so, um, yeah, didn't want to say about that. All right, do do we just want to get in the draft? And if uh, um, Rob does join us, we can just jump in an interview and pause the draft halfway through. We may as well jump into the draft here. Yeah, I have a feeling he's probably in a bathtub, dying. Yeah. Probably not going to join us. If he does, we can always pause the draft halfway through and, and ask yeah. him a few questions. So, uh, But let's jump into the draft. And as I mentioned uh, at the top of the show, uh, we have a guest uh, for the draft uh, joining us this time. <laughs> Wait, this is terrible wow. lighting. Hold on. Hold on. Terrible lighting. Scoop. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. It is Al Alex. How do we pronounce your last name? Behunin? Behunin. Oh, okay, that was close enough. That was close. What's up, guys? This Thanks. is the first time we've done two people in one box. Yes, it is. <laughs> thank you. Uh, yeah, thank you for joining us. This is the first uh, four-person draft that we've done in a while uh, for this weekend's UFC card. I assumed it. Did Amy explain the rules of the draft to you? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> this All right, so just like it. moments before the show started. <laughs> Okay, then for you and for the viewers who haven't watched the past show, it is a snake draft. We are drafting bets uh, for this weekend's UFC card, drafting fighters. So we go based on odds. When a fighter gets selected, nobody else can select that person. Uh, we make three picks, so it is three total rounds. And then whoever finishes up the most units or, God forbid, down the fewest amount of units, if we all lose this weekend, uh, will be declared the winner. So it is a snake draft. So whoever picks first, it goes one, two, three, and then in this case, four. And then whoever picks last picks first. The next round, we go back down and then back up. So three rounds, UFC. Uh, hopefully, Amy can show you the uh, the yeah, list of fighters the with their forward. odds there. Um, are you are you a betting man, Alex? Do do you bet on UFC fights? Um, I didn't for the longest time because I lived in California and it was basically illegal. And now that I lived in, now that I live in Las Vegas. I'm slowly getting into it. Wait, it's legal? So, well, no. <laughs> I mean, it's online betting is not legal in Vegas. No, I was, I, I was being tongue in cheek. <laughs> no, 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 but, uh, but online betting is illegal there. So yeah, you have, have to do it in the sports book, right? Yeah, or or other ways. Or, or other find ways. someone in the parking lot, which I'm sure is littered with them. But <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we have other ways, but yeah. Um, so you do, you, so you do, I mean, if you bet, then you understand odds, like the minus money is the favorite plus money is the underdog, all that stuff. Yes. Yes. All right. Perfect. So I am the defending champion. So that means I do get to pick the order, uh, of the draft. Um, I'm going to go first. I will put Amy second, uh, Alex, you can go third 
and then Reed, I'll get you to a fourth, and you got back-to-back picks, first and second round. Bring it. All right. Um, let me see here. I'm going to tell our producers my pick. Um, I wanted to get this pick right away. Uh, this is why I wanted to go first. I tried to go like second or third. I think it was third last week because I didn't think anyone was going to take my first overall pick, and then Reed ended up taking it. So uh, I'm going to get Oda out in front of this time. I'm going to take Josh Emmett in the main event. I'm going to go ahead right to the main event with the first overall overall pick, plus 190. Uh, I think he has been improving quite a bit. He has the power to get the job done, uh, but we've seen him kind of grow a little bit more patient in his last couple of fights as well. Um, I like him as well. He's one of my favorite fighters uh, in the UFC. Um, I know, obviously, Calvin Cater is the favorite in this one, but I'm going to go a little bit of an underdog in the main event. I think Josh Emmett can get it done. I just Like I said, he's one of my favorite fighters. I'm a little biased in that fact, but I, I, I like how he's grown a little bit more patient uh, in his last couple of fights. So Josh Emmett's off the board first overall. And I know I, Amy loves her underdog, so I, I had a feeling that she might go that direction. I don't know if that's – no, you weren't? Okay, so then maybe I, I wasted my first overall pick. Then, yeah, you but, did. Uh, uh, that was, oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say that's my first overall pick. Amy, you are on the clock. Okay, well, I'm he, Alex is shaking his head because <laughs> I told him beforehand who I was picking, and he wants to pick this guy. So when you said I was going second, I was like, good. <laughs> I'm picking Joe Lozon. Lo, Lozon. Oh, that was – that was my pick. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Reed, because last time this fight was going to happen, Reed took him in the draft, and then obviously the fight got canceled. So literally yeah, we're, stole we're an back. actual it's literal funny. pick from Reed. We, we are funny. back in on Joe. I completely agree. <laughs> I totally forgot about But I think my pick then was Cerrone, right? Yeah. You're, you're what, what do you do? So, so why the flip-flop? Wait, but was Cerrone a favorite or an underdog then? Is it the same He was odds? a favorite then. He was yep. a favorite, yeah. Oh, maybe it was my – okay, so my reasoning part of it is because of the way I saw him mm-hmm. during fight week. He didn't – like what I'm talking about, Cerrone, he didn't look good. Like he looked very sickly. I mean, obviously he literally got sick. I'm just worried that he should not be having this fight now. Before I was like, it's Cowboy. He can do anything. Now I'm not, I'm not so sure. I'm just – I'm just a little uneasy, so I'm going with Joe. Good old yeah. Joe. But I think I said this on a different podcast. Not that I'm cheating on our podcast, but I was a guest on our our guest's podcast. It was like I'll a thing, thing, you know. Um, I What I would really like from this fight is a three-round war, fought to a draw. They both retire at the same time and walk off with their hands together, raised champions. <laughs> That's what I want to happen. Didn't Cerrone say he's trying to get to – I forget what the milestone is, but isn't he trying to get to a milestone and he has to fight a few more times to get there? I, don't I forget know, what the milestone is. Uh, a certain amount of fights in UFC or something? I don't remember. Yeah, I bet Lozon again, and then this time I took him to win uh, round one knockout at 10-1. to 1. I think he's going to – I don't think – like he like dropped out two hours before the fight because he had food poisoning or something. I don't know. And then – Lozon like went on uh, Ariel Hawani's pod and said like it didn't look like he wanted to be there like Amy said so uh, I think Lozon might kind of might make quick work of him I think it seems like there's like one guy that wants to be in the cage and the other one doesn't I'm just really upset because I just to- sent <laughs> the pick for Alex to our producers and it was my number two pick okay. he, knows, he knows that he it's payback <laughs> this is a tough uh, one box uh, one box uh, draft. Yeah. You guys are stealing each other's picks. Yeah. All right, Alex, go ahead. Well, I'm very disappointed because I wanted Joe Lozon by first round knockout. Um, Oh, okay. But Amy took it, I think, just because. Um, So I am, for my first pick, I'm picking Garam Kutalazde. Um, I think that um, this fight is the best fight on the card. And it is, um, they're two very high level lightweights, man. And I think they both could be top 15 easily. Um, and it's Grom's first fight back in over two years. He beat Gamera in his UFC debut, you know, controversially. Um, but yeah, I'm, I am picking Grom because I was gonna pick him. <laughs> no, two are stealing each other's picks. <laughs> I'm not inviting anybody on this show ever again. <laughs> you can't be you can't be giving up your picks beforehand, Amy. That's on you. Well, I didn't think he'd be a guest. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
All right. Uh, okay, so Reed, uh, it is on you for the final pick of the first round. Yeah, so first pick, uh, obviously I wanted Joe Lozon, so I'm pissed that I couldn't get him for another draft. But I'm going to go Court McGee. Uh, I think this fight might get a little sloppy, but it seems like Ian likes Jeremiah Wells. But McGee's been, <laughs> uh, McGee's been able to hold up in his career really tough. And Jeremiah Wells like, who is this guy fought? He's fought a bunch of trash cans. I'm not really super impressed. McGee isn't going to wow you necessarily, but – as a small favorite, I think if this gets out of the first round and he's able to hold up, I think he's going to take over. This screams McGee decision, McGee maybe like late, knock at like ground and pound because Wells is out of gas. I just – who has this guy fought to really deserve to be a pick against uh, at least a veteran? The guy's been in the cage before with much better competition. I just like that you called them trash cans because I thought it was tomato cans. Tomato cans, trash cans. <laughs> Same thing. Trash robbers. cans first. Just, yeah, Any, they're not not the greatest uh, quality of competition. Any version of can works. Um, <laughs> all right, so that's the first round. I believe we have a recap graphic for the first round. Uh, if we want to bring that up, and then we'll jump right in the second round, then Reed can get his first pick in the second round uh, ready. Uh, Reed, the only guy to go uh, with a favorite, slight favorite, uh, but Court McGee at minus 120. Alex went, Kuda, oh, oh boy, Kuda Talaize. <laughs> Kuda, 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 uh, plus 135. Uh, Amy went Joe Lozon, plus 145. And I went Josh Emmett. Uh, rare for me to take the, the biggest underdog in a round, but I'm going uh, Emmett, plus 190, uh, first overall. Uh, did I waste my first overall pick? Was anybody else going to take Josh Emmett in the first round? No. Well, I might have. If the other, <laughs> probably not. Well, so just two weeks in – Two weeks in a row, I made the bad decision about which order the draft should be, but that's okay. One last week, so that's okay. Yeah, just a quick thought on the main event. I, it's going to be a ward. I'm pumped for that. I think it's going to be a sick fight. I just – Cater, there was a stat. He's absorbed the most strikes without being knocked down in the UFC, and maybe the chin falls off. But, I mean, he went to war with Holloway uh, last year, then came back and absolutely uh, messed up Giga Chikaze. So – like Emmett, like his only path is like he's gonna have to just like win a stand-up battle, and I think Cater's the more polished striker. So I'm not rushing to bet Josh Emmett. That's kind of my thought. But right, I might not we'll bet see. Cater. I'm not. You know, it's a big line, obviously. Cater is still on the board. If someone wanted to draft him, so uh, we'll see if someone does. Uh, but Alex, it is back to you for your no, first pick in the second round. No, oh, you didn't. All right, that was sorry. Pick. That was just my mistake. Uh, right. I'm going to go big underdog, uh, another prelim, Maria Oliveira. I don't love a lot on this card, but I think this is a good spot as a big underdog. And I just don't really know why Gloria DePaula is a big fav- this big of a favorite. Maybe there's a reason that I'm just not seeing. But Oliveira has more fights. She's fought the much better competition. She's 0-2 in the UFC, but lost to Marina Rodriguez, who I hold in very high regard. And then she also lost to Tabitha Ritchie, who I faded her last fight a few weeks ago against Ketlin Vieira and uh, – she beat her, or not Catlin Vieira, um, Pollyanna Vienna. Um, the last name of the V confused me. but So maybe that's a better loss than I expected. So big underdog. DePaula hasn't really done much. She's 6-4 and four overall. She's a smaller fighter. So I'll take Oliveira as a big underdog, plus 220. That's a crazy line. So, you know, I'm taking Amy's uh, path here in the second round. Copycat. All right. No arguments for me. Big underdog from Reed, though. We'll see. Trying to get aggressive to try to break my streak. Yeah. Uh, all right, Alex, go. Alex, go ahead with your uh, first pick of the second round. I'm going Joaquin Buckley. Um, it, it is a killer be killed fighter. Uh, he goes in there, he either knocks you out, or he gets knocked out. Um, Albert Drev, he's a he's, he's tough, but he, he showed that he was human in in his last fight and. With that being, with that kind of in my mind, I think Buckley can catch him. Um, it's just if Buckley can stuff his takedowns, and that's that's to be seen. But I believe that if if Albert gets tired at at any point, I think I think Buckley could uh, could chin him. So I'm going Buckley. Big Another under, underdog draft. <laughs> Look at my list. Sorry. I'm covering up. <laughs> we took it right off my fucking list. <laughs> there has been a total of one favor taken so far, I believe. So big underdog draft. Uh, that's usually kind of how these drafts actually kind of go usually. So not a huge surprise. But uh, if there's not any more comments on that fight, Amy, go ahead with your second round pick. 
Okay, well, I had a theme. I was going to go with my first pick, and then I was going to pick the two Georgians just because, you know, me and Georgia. Um, but this one here already took one of them. So I will take the other, Roman Delice. I know that's a pretty big eh. A lot of people are kind of shocked by that pick, but I don't know, a Georgian power. And uh, there was some controversy, a little bit of personal controversy on this card. There were some two fighters that were fighting over a girl who were Ooh. both scheduled for this card and one of them was removed from the card Ooh. and Roman the other one. <laughs> so I'm going to go with Roman. I don't know why. It's just, there's like, I like a story there. Plus he's Georgian. Come on. You can Google it. Just Google it. We're not going to get into the details. Google it. Once again, another, uh, Amy is keeping the theme going up just underdogs. So, uh, how many picks? Seven picks so far this 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 draft, and six of them have been underdogs. So, yeah. <coughs> excuse me. It is the draft of underdogs, and uh, I'm going to go with another underdog. So we're going to make it seven of eight here. Uh, I kind of already alluded to it. I'm going to go Jeremiah Wells against Court McGee. Um, I'm afraid <laughs> took Court McGee. Get out here with Court McGee. He's 37 years old. He's coming off two wins, I know, but, I mean, those kind of weren't impressive fights. He lost, you know, uh, what, five of six before that. Uh, now he's going to take on – what's that? He's on a run now. Let's put it together. I don't think you can call two fights against Cannes runs. Uh, <laughs> now he's taking on Jeremiah Wells, who's 2-0 uh, in the UFC. Both finishes, second-round knockout against Worley Alves, and then his last fight was a first-round submission. Like, come on. He's not going to be able what? to those, those tomato cans are in my cabinet right now. Give me a break. Meanwhile, Give we me a break with Court McGee. What is this, 2008? How about Jeremiah Wells is 35 and has 13 pro fights uh, to his name? That concerns last you time, I was still in high school when Court McGee was looked at as being a good fighter. <laughs> it's going to be a renaissance. When he was on a run from – I'm looking at his record now from, like, 2008 Whoa. to 2011. I was like, literally, when I was in high school, was when Court McGee was good. No one here, Court. All with all due respect to Court. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take Jeremiah Wells' uh, even money, though. Uh, I, I would set him as I would set him as a slight favorite. So getting him in plus money, I'll take it. So that wraps up round two. We got one round to go, but first, uh, if we have the round two recap graphic, there it is. Look at me going two underdogs, kind of uh, out of character, and I'm getting away from my strategy that has won me these drafts in recent weeks. Uh, Amy also going two underdogs, two bigger underdogs. Joe Lozon plus 145. Dola Dize plus 200. Uh, <laughs> Alex with <laughs> Kuta, Kuta Teladzi plus 135 and Buckley plus 180. Uh, and then Court McGee for Reed minus 120 and Oliveira plus 220. Kuta and Dolice. That's what I said. Mm-hmm. Right. Just repeating it. <laughs> uh, it's a running bit on the show now, just how much I mispronounce these names. I just butcher them. Uh, but now I'm going to go against Amy. I went against Reed with my last pick of the second round. Now I'm going to go against Amy. Give me Donald Cerrone oh. against Joe Lozon. He is the favorite for the reason, for a reason. Joe Lozon, much like Court McGee, is well past his prime at this point. Joe Lozon, with all due respect to one of my – Top three favorite fighters in UFC history, Clay Guida. Joe Lozon lost to Clay Guida by knockout. First round, one-minute knockout back in 2017, which was five years ago. Like, he's not getting better from that point. Um, what is he? In his last six fights, he's two and four. Like, I know Donald yeah. Cerrone hasn't exactly had the best record lately, but it hit the competition he's fighting. If Donald Cerrone went through those same six fighters, he'd probably be 6-0. Like, Donald Cerrone still has a little bit left in the tank. I, I don't think Joe, Joe Lozon does whatsoever. Uh, good to back Cowboy in this one. Uh, a little bit of a sizable favorite, but I think uh, he's deserving of those odds. So give me give me Cerrone. I'm not going to read too much into how he approached the, uh, his fight before it got uh, postponed. I think it probably got postponed for good reason, though. I think it's probably – I think he has a better chance to win now than if he fought a few weeks ago, whenever that was supposed to be. Or a couple Except he ago, has to cut weight again. So does Joe Lozon. Yeah, but Joe Lozon didn't have trouble making weight last time. He, I didn't look like he, shit making weight last time. Is right. He's gonna be fine. He's gonna be fine. Donald Cerrone minus one seventy five rounds on my draft. Okay. All right, Amy, it's back to you. All right, I'm going with Gregory Rodriguez. 
I probably said that wrong too because he's Brazilian. Rodriguez. Rodriguez. Um, he's a favorite. I just love him. I think he's so much fun. He's such a good fighter, but he's also a good person. And you know me, I go with my heart. I like Julian Marquez as well, but you know, I gotta go with a one favorite this time. He's my yeah. favorite. Big favor for you to take a minus 185. A little bit surprising. I do want to shout out, though, before we move on, Eduardo Bueno was in the chat saying Buckley round two TKO. Who was it to pick Buckley? It would have been me if I hadn't invited this man. So Eduardo was in the chat. He agrees. He didn't even call the shot round two. Not even a round two knockout, specifically a TKO. So uh, we'll see if that happens. Any thoughts on Amy's pick? Nope. All right. Let's keep, let's, let's, let's keep what? I said, don't all jump at once. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Let's keep the train moving. Alex, your final pick of the draft. I'm going, uh, Oh, I forgot to send it to, it's okay. You can talk. I'm going Adrian Yanez. Uh, he's a big favorite. Um, you know, I, I think he does beat Tony Kelly, but on the flip side, I think minus 300 is a little steep. I think he should be around maybe like a minus 200, maybe a minus 150. Because Tony Kelly is really tough. He's he he is a very tough fighter. I think I think I think some of these odds are maybe um, in the just his 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 personal com- comments that he made. I think that kind of plays into it a little bit. So if Tony Kelly beats Adrian Yanez, I would not be surprised. I, I wouldn't be shocked. But um, these two are coming to bang. It's Adrian, Adrian Yanez's first fight in front of a crowd and um, in the UFC, which is kind of crazy. I think he's in his home state of Texas, so I think uh, I think I think he's a knockout, Tony Kelly. Do you guys know it what is- he's talking about when he talks about what he said? Should we fill you in on that? Yeah, I saw the news clipping, but you guys would know more than I would. Know. Yeah, he basically said in the corner about his girlfriend andrea lee was fighting who is she fighting she fighting a brazilian woman and he said something about all brazilians being dirty cheaters or cheaters i don't know if he said dirty dirty cheaters so wait tony kelly said that or yeah said that no tony kelly said it to amanda i mean to andrea trying to pump her up for the fight like between rounds but the problem was that then he went on social media after when people were kind of roasting him for it and double down was like i don't basically said i'm sorry if you're offended but i'm not sorry you're offended like i don't give a fuck basically mm-hmm. so he doubled he's down going, so he's going to chael sudden road and just uh being borderline racist to brazilians to yeah maybe a marketing super move super not borderline super just straight up racist <laughs> yeah chael sudden could get away with that back in like uh 2010 2011 don't know if he if can get away yeah. with that uh well unfortunately this is the second boyfriend of andrea lee's that has been turned out to be you know racist connotations that's to right. him so that's right that really didn't help him as well so not good that was bad yeah, well, I got bad news for you guys. My last pick is Tony Kelly, as we just met. <laughs> yeah. Wow, I, Reed. Yeah, so I agree Yanez should be favored, but if Kelly could hold up and he's never been knocked out before, if he could get out of, like, the first round, second round, I mean, Yanez got a split decision victory last time. wasn't pretty, so, like, he gassed out a little bit. So I think Kelly could – handle that early storm and I think pull away in this fight and maybe get a, a late finish. But, um, you know, backing a bad guy is not what I want to do, but I mean, I got to get a win this week and I, I like the plus money here. I think it's like Alex said, it's a big price. So, uh, yeah, give me Tony Kelly. I guess I'm just the, the bad guy this week. I do have to I'm, say, I don't that. support Tony Kelly, but I do support him for 15 minutes in the ring. Well, there's something to say too, about the fact that, the MMA world is sort of putting a lot of weight on Yanez to finish him and to, to make him pay. And that may put some pressure on him to perform and maybe be a little more wild than he would feel. He is a, like, yeah, he's a typically aggressive fighter. I mean, he's a knockout artist. So I think he's going to be looking to find that early finish. And if he doesn't, I kind of like, like, like Alex said, I just think it's a really wide price if we're betting it. Like I think there's value on Kelly. All right, so there is our UFC Austin 
uh, draft. Uh, are you two heading to the UFC after PFL on Friday or no? No. No. Mm-mm. We will watch, but we will not be there. Interesting. All right, let's bring up the uh, the final graphic to recap the draft, and then we think we can wrap things up. Uh, I'm going Emmett plus 190, Wells at even money, and then Donald Cerrone minus 175, or is going to be the three fighters I'm backing this week. Amy's got Lozon plus one, 145. Go ahead and pronounce that next name for me, Amy. Uh, Dolice. Dolice plus 200, and then Hadhigas. Minus 185. Mm-hmm. Alex has, can one of you pronounce Kutaladze. that name? Kutaladze. Kutaladze plus 135. Buckley plus 180. And then Yan- Yanez? Yes. Minus one, minus 310. Uh, it is a little bit, I, I will say, a little bit of a chalky card. A lot of lopsided odds. Uh, and then Reed is going Mickey minus 120. Oliveira plus 220. Kelly plus 245. Reed's really uh, uh, taking some 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 shots and some dark horses this, this week, so... Uh, there you go. That is the UFC Austin uh, bet draft. Can I keep my streak alive? Yes. Will I? Yes. I will be going, what, 3-0, 4-0? Is it the three-peat, the four-peat? I don't know. Any final thoughts about UFC Austin before we wrap things up? Unfortunately, Rob uh, wasn't able to join us, obviously in the middle of a weight cut. He weighs in in 12 hours, fights in 48 hours, so I'm not going to blame him. Any final thoughts before we wrap things up? Watch PFL. Watch PFL Friday night. ESPN is it just the main ESPN channel, or is it like ESPN Plus? I believe it's just Tawny. She's PR's right here. ESPN. ESPN. Big ESPN. The big one. Wow. wow. The big one. Straight from PR. ESPN. Love it. Straight from PFL. PR. The big ESPN. Tune in Friday night. Get a double dose of of MMA this weekend. PFL Friday night. UFC Saturday night. Tune in. Tune in. Tune in. Uh, and back my bets if you want to make money. Don't listen to these other folks. I am the defending, reigning, defending, undisputed, uncontested champion of the MMA UFC draft. <laughs> All right. We'll wrap things up. Thank you, everyone, for watching. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to like and subscribe. Uh, and we will see. I will not be here next week. Reed, Amy will be. And uh, we'll see if they can get on, uh, a guest for the show. I will be on vacation starting tomorrow night. So, uh I'll see you all in a couple weeks. Reed and Amy, we'll see you next week. So good luck with your bets this weekend. Enjoy both PFL and UFC.